When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, November 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, one of our favorites today, we're, we're going to be talking Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, always fun to talk to Fran Mill. Today, we're going to talk about him. Uh, but first, uh, a bit of housekeeping, some news and notes. Uh, Cleveland uh, shut out of any of the finalists. Uh, so no players or coaches will be among the finalists for any of the BBWAA awards uh, finalists were announced last night in uh, categories for Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, MVP. Uh, surprised or not surprised that there weren't any uh, Cleveland players or coaches among any of the finalists? I'm not surprised, Joan. Uh, you know, I think realistically, probably uh, Jose Ramirez had the best shot, but. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do, at least to me, when you when you look at, you know, Jose was in obviously the MVP category. Did he get you into the postseason, or did he help you get to the postseason? Last year he was the driving force, and he was a finalist. This year he had a solid season, a good season, but you know the Indians ended up short of the postseason. Yeah, uh, kind of surprising that uh, in the American League. Uh, MVP race, uh, Shohei Otani, obviously up there. Vladdy Guerrero, obviously up there. Were you surprised that uh, Salvador Perez wasn't the third finalist in that uh, in that group? It actually went to Marcus Simeon. Yeah, very much surprised. Um, you know, uh, Perez, uh, just uh, just an unbelievable season for a catcher. You know, uh, you know, big home runs, big RBIs. We got to see him a lot, you know, as uh, you know, covering the Indians and the Guardians uh, in, in the AL Central, and the guy he didn't miss, man. He 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 just he just I, crushed it. Uh, Cleveland pitching. I, I would I would make the argument you, you can just throw out the phrase for a catcher. I, I think he had a an outstanding season regardless of position. Uh, like you said, that last month, and we, we got to see Kansas City a couple of times in that last month, and you couldn't pitch to Perez. You couldn't throw anything near the strike zone that he didn't hit and hit hard. Yeah, he was very, very impressive. But then you look at Simeon's numbers. I mean, he, he had a great year on a, on a, on a team that, that was, you know, known for its offense, known for its aggressive hitting. Uh, he just kind of stood out, even amongst with, uh, with Vladdy. You know, he just, mm -hmm. he just had a great, great year. Yeah, to me, I think including Simeon in that top three, uh, you have to sort of look at, you know, stats and you can, you can argue your way into using stats. Why Simeon was there. Uh, Perez just sort of passed the eye test for me. That was, yeah. he was, he was the one where you just sort of say, okay, well he's gotta be a finalist. Right. Uh, I, I, I 
I get why Simeon is up there. You, you can justify him being in the top three with the stats, but Perez, I, <laughs> he was just so dangerous. I remember thinking uh, the, the last two times, the last two series Cleveland played Kansas City, uh, how dangerous he was. And, you know, he was, he was hitting home runs even when he was hurt, and, you know, falling down the, the, the dugout stairs, and he'd still get up yeah, there and yeah. hit, hit a double or a two-run homer. It was, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he was he was on fire, man. He was, and I think he, you know, you you kind of pulled for him because what is he, thirty two, and he j- had the, the Royals had kind of gone out on the limb and signed him to that extension, and really got you know criticized, and this guy steps up and has you know a career season for him. All right, well, we'll get to uh, Cleveland's slugger of the present in Framil Reyes uh, here in a second, but first maybe we're talking about a. Uh, a Cleveland slugger of the future in uh, a 23-year-old Oscar Gonzalez. Now, he was a minor league free agent. He had elected free agency uh, yesterday after he became eligible. And uh, the Indians uh, wasted no time, or Cleveland wasted no time in re-signing Gonzalez. Uh, This was a kid who, between uh, AA Akron and uh, AAA Columbus last year, hit 31 home runs. Uh, batted 293 and was was really offensively probably the the player of the year in the minor leagues for the Indians. Oh, for sure, Joe. And just uh, you know, big strapping kid. What six four two forty right handed hitter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I, I would imagine he led the uh, organization in home runs in the minor right. league. The, the minor league system in home runs, yes. And, uh, you know, I, so after the World Series, when that ended, he became a minor league free agent and the Indians re-signed him. And I, I would imagine one of the sweeteners to re-sign him was that he's going to, you know, he'll be invited to big league camp as a minor league, you know, invitee. So, you know, we'll get to see him in camp just to see what he's all about, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see the guy. Is he, is he just a big slugger or, or can he, can, what can he do in the outfield? You know, because he's, he's, he's a, a He's a big guy. Uh, he can move a little bit, but he still looks a little stiff to me uh, in right field. I saw him play in Akron and, uh, you know, definitely needs the work in the outfield. But, I mean, if you can get him to where he needs to be, uh, at least a serviceable right fielder, I, I think you've got something that between, uh, between him and Framil Reyes, neither one of them is going to win uh, a gold glove out there in right field. But, if you can make him serviceable, uh, the, the bat will definitely carry you. I think he's right now he's down in the Dominican Winter League. He just hit a home run uh, either yesterday or the day before. I, I saw a video of that on, on Twitter. Uh, so this is a, a, a kid who can hit the ball, and they certainly need that uh, in the outfield. Uh, at some point, maybe he can make an impact. If he's getting a, a minor league invite or to, to major league camp, uh, that means he's probably going to start the year off in AAA, and and that's that's a good sign for him. Yeah, you know, and it's not like he did all that damage at AA either, you know, last year. He he hit 269 with 18 homers, 42 RBIs, and an 808 OPS at Columbus. So, you know, he he moved up a class and uh, and, he, and he performed well there. So, you know, this is this is kind of a this is going to be an intriguing guy to watch for sure. Yeah, I told my son the other day that uh, the that Cleveland had uh, that, that Gonzalez had elected free agency in, in the minor leagues, and I said it was there was a chance that he wouldn't be with Cleveland anymore. And 
uh, and my kid was all bummed because we had seen him in Akron oh, and, yeah. and thought, thought highly of him. He's like, Oh man, there goes another good one. And, uh, you know, it's uh, good news that the, the, the club re-signed him, uh, for, uh, for next season, at least. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's dive in. It's, uh, uh, another one in our series, uh, breaking down the 40 man roster. And today we get the, uh, the big guy, Lamole, the, uh, the beast, uh, Fran Reyes, uh, really just the, he's becoming a fixture there in the middle of that lineup. And, uh, you and I both remarked as, as we're getting ready to record here, only 26 years old, which is, it, it, it it's surprising. You would, you think you get more of a, a more of a veteran feel from from him than really uh, what twenty six years uh, old is, is you know sounds like, but Framil uh, has always got you. Just you, how can you not fall in love with a guy that's that big and that strong, hits the ball that far, and always has the potential to give you you know thirty five home runs and hundred RBIs in a season. Yeah, he's he's the right-handed hitter they've been missing for years, Joe. To me, you know, the, the right-handed hitter they've needed in to 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 you know just to just kind of give him that the middle of the order, let him take over there. Uh, we saw a little bit of that this year: thirty home runs, uh, career high, eighty-five RBIs, and uh, you know that's with missing you know thirty-five games with the with the strained oblique muscle. So you know, I think. And, and, you know, I, I really think we, we have not seen the best of him yet. I think we're, we, I think there's a career season bubbling inside him. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch just when that comes out. Uh, what jumps off the page for you with Framil Reyes, I think you've got to first start with the hard hit percentage. Uh, according to StatCast, according to, um, you know, Baseball Savant, he is uh, elite in that category among major league hitters. Uh, 2019 hard hit percentage, 98%, uh, dipped obviously in, in 2020, uh, to 79% with the short, uh, season there, but 87% still among the, uh, the top 10%, uh, or top, you know, 15% of, of major league hitters, uh, also with exit velocity, average exit velocity, uh, way up there in the, in the nineties, uh, barrel percentage as well. When Fran Mill makes contact, he always hits the ball hard and he always hits it far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not, uh, you know, the, the thing you like about him is, you know, he's not one of those guys that hits 200 and, and hits 30 home runs and hundred RBIs and strikes out 170 times. You know, he, he hit 254 this past season. Uh, you know, he, he'll, you know, he'll take a walk, you know, obviously he still strikes out a lot, 149 Ks, uh, 43 walks in uh, 418 at bats, but you know I think he goes up there with a plan, Joe. He's not mm -hmm. up there just trying to hit the ball five miles. Yeah, uh, OPS plus, which is a, a league average strat, uh, stat, a league average is 100. Uh, he was at 127 uh, OPS of uh, 846, and and like you said, that that RBI number I guess is is what sort of. Uh, seems low. It, it might have been because of the injury. Uh, he missed what a couple of weeks with a an oblique strain, so that um, that might have hurt him in there. But you know, when he came back off of that oblique strain, he was he was pretty hot. He would he could carry you for a couple of uh, games there, hitting home runs and and driving in runs. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think he only, you know, if, if my, my, my stats are right here, I think he only played about 115 games this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he missed some time there and, you know, that's going to obviously hurt his RBIs. Uh, but, you know, the thing is when he gets hot, he, like you said, he is, he is kind of unstoppable and uh, uh, you know, and, and, and he, you know, he has that swing where he, you know, he, He's hot and he, and he doesn't have to pull the ball all the time. He can hit the ball to uh, to center field and right center field and and hit the ball with authority there. And you know he'll settle for a single or a double. It's not like he's an all or nothing kind of guy. Right. Uh, he is arbitration eligible this year. Uh, first year arbitration eligible uh, for Reyes. Uh, MLB trade rumors has him projected at about four point four million in in arbitration. Uh, so, you know, obviously this sort, sort of starts the, the, the clock now for him in, in terms of, you know, whether the Indians are going to look at him as a, a future piece, as a, as a core member. Are they going to try and negotiate with him a, uh, an extension, maybe buy up uh, some of these arbitration years and, and maybe a free agent year or two, try to extend him? If, if they can get him on a, a deal like they got uh, Jose Ramirez at this point uh, in, in Ramirez's career, that would be great. But uh, what do you think the chances are that they, they go beyond just a year-to-year thing? Uh, w- w- there's always the potential there that he could have a breakout 40-home run season and you know price himself out of their range. Yeah, I, I think they would definitely uh, you know, kind of kick the tires on, on Fran Mill and see – you know what if his he and his agent are you know open for a for a you know for a for a multi-year deal it it makes sense to me you know he's not he's you know they they obviously they traded with for him for a reason they got him from San Diego uh, you know they need him offensively they're kind of an offensively challenged team and uh, it would be great to lock somebody up uh, be, and hit him right behind Ramirez for at least the next two years, if he could, you know, I, well, you're going to be able to anyways, because he's not eligible until what, 2025 right. free agency, but still, I mean, to give you that kind of uh, security and, you know, you, you could uh, cost efficiency, you could plan your payroll for the next three, four, five years, help you right. plan your payroll. And, and let me throw out there another reason why you might want as an organization to extend a guy like Framil Reyes and keep him around. You can build, you can build campaigns around this guy. You're a team that's transitioning names. You're, you're changing your branding from Indians to guardians this year. Uh, you want a guy like Framil who as big as he is, his personality is bigger. When he walks into a room he fills that room with his personality, his smile. He's, 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 he's very, you know, he, he for the Dominican players, uh, he, he, he speaks really great English. He's very polished and, and is uh, really good with the media. When he comes into the Zoom meetings uh, in, in postgame, it's, you don't want to miss those. He's a, he's a lot of fun and you don't know what to expect. And, you know, he's sort of like one of those gentle giant types. You can definitely see the the club building something around him uh, after you've lost a guy like a Francisco Lindor who who had one of those sort of personalities. And I don't think the that Cleveland ever really took advantage to the fullest of what Francisco Lindor could do for them uh, in terms of marketing. 
you could really market Framil Reyes. He is absolutely lovable. Yeah, definitely. He's got that personality, that engaging smile. Um, just, uh, you know, like uh, people relate to him, you know, they, and uh, people like to see the ball leave the ballpark and he, he's the guy that's going to do that. Well, and, and you have to keep him around simply for the fact that he's, he's still trying to hit the scoreboard at some point uh, <laughs> and, and it, it can be done, I'm sure, but you don't want him to hurt himself, obviously. Uh, I, now, what does Fran Mill need to work on or improve upon? Obviously, every every hitter, every slugger can cut down on strikeouts, can do you know things to to sort of make himself more dangerous at the plate. Where does where does Fran Mill need to see that improvement heading into the twenty twenty two season? Yeah, Joe, I, I think uh, just from um, you know looking at baseball savant, uh, you know it seemed like. Uh, he had uh, this this past season. He had 278 against the fastball uh, in 2020. Now that's a shorter, you know, a shorter uh, kind of uh, time frame. He hit 324 against the fastball. So it looked like you know maybe maybe they found something in the swing. You know, his uh, maybe they found a spot where a kind of a blind spot spot in the swing. So I think he's got to improve a little bit against the fastball, maybe be more selective. And, uh, you know, and, and I think in against so that, yeah, I would think, you know, just kind of zone in on the fastball because, you know, obviously that's, that's the pitch he's going to see the most. Well, and, and a lot of times uh, it, it almost looked like Fran Mill would overthink things at the plate and he would be taking pitches uh, like fastballs in the zone and, you know, balls that normally he would just be obliterating and, and those balls would be taken for strikes. And uh, we saw him some, some really bad called third strike strikeouts last season uh, on balls that, you know, he could definitely handle uh, his strikeout percentage was up 3.4%. He went from, uh, you know, 28.6% strikeout rate to 32%. Uh, in, in 2021. And that's, that's a lot. Anything over 30 is a lot. Uh, and his, uh, his walk rate was down. Uh, you know, it, it dropped uh, below 10. It's below 10%. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot more, um, you know, strikeouts, a lot fewer walks. And the, the weird thing is though, his, his swing and miss his whiff percentage was actually down. He actually dropped. So when he did swing at the ball, he made contact. He, he, he was, uh, he went from 38.5% uh, whiff percentage down to 337 uh, And, and that's, you know, that's saying when he, he does get his pitch, he's at least putting the bat on it. Yeah. And I, I remember a DeMarlo Hale saying a lot, uh, you know, in the second half that it looked like, uh, you know, you could tell Fran Mill was, was struggling a little bit when he, when he took too many pitches <clears throat> and that's just what you highlighted there, Joe. And he was taking, you know, good pitches in the strike zone. And uh, I don't know, what, what did Yogi say? Uh, <laughs> you can't go up to the plate thinking empty head. You're, I forget, there was a Yogi Berraism somewhere in there. Quincy, you are the Yogi Berra of England <laughs> sports journalists. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, I will take your word for it that Yogi Berra had a, a good quote about that. But, uh, you know, just... From, from what I can tell, there were, 
you know, many instances like like that last year where Fran Mill sort of just looked like he was overthinking things. And you're right, just get up there, see the ball, hit the ball. And in Fran Mill's case, hit the ball a long way. Uh, the other area that Fran Mill can improve himself and make himself, uh, you know, a lot more valuable to the team in, in 2022 is by being able to play defensively in the outfield. He's not a not a terrible defensive outfielder. We've seen him. He can actually throw the ball. He's he's, he's got a really good arm. It's it's the it's the mobility and being able to to get to uh, to balls in the air and 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 balls uh, you know hit out to right field. That's going to be the question. Uh, and he's he's playing winter ball in the Dominican uh, so that he could work on that, get some innings in in right field and in left field, according to to Terry Francona. Uh, he's, he's sort of studying with uh, Albert Pujols down there for uh, for his winter ball uh, uh, team, which is, uh, you know, never a bad thing to learn from a, a guy like a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. But uh, can Fran Mill become uh, a versatile piece for Francona and, and free up that DH spot uh, for some other guys in the lineup? You know, that <clears throat> that's a great uh, point, Joe. And, uh, you know, I always got the impression that uh, – that uh, Francona was a little reluctant to play him in the outfield. Uh, I think, you know, he knows this team is built around pitching. If the pitching is going to be successful, you have to put your best defenders out there. Um, but, you know, with DeMarlo Hale, you know, he kind of, you know, he, you know, he let DeMar uh, he let Franmo play out there. I think he made 10, 11 starts in right field. I can only remember like one incident incident or one play where, you know, his lack of foot speed hurt that, hurt them. Uh, but he made the plays. He'll catch what he needs to catch. And I think you've got to be selective, you know, against certain teams, certain pitchers. You need an extra, you know, maybe right-handed bat in the lineup. We can play, you know, somebody at DH, another right-handed hitter at DH and move uh, Fran Mill to right field. I think that could work. But, you know, obviously a lot will depend on, on the work he does this winter. Yeah, either way, he's not going to be your everyday right fielder, the right. guy you run out there against righties or lefties, uh, you know, one way or another. That's that's not going to happen. I, I don't see it happening. Do, do you think that would be the case if he played left field? I mean, it, 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 that's a completely different animal. It, you know, we saw Albert Bell out there in left field, and he wasn't going to win any Gold Glove awards uh, for for anybody. But, you know, he was at least passable defensively. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, obviously they haven't played, uh, uh, um, you know, Fran Mill a lot in left field. They played him mostly in right field. There's got to be a reason for that. So, you know, I would think, you know, if he, let's say he makes uh, 15 to 20 starts in right field next year, I think that would be probably, you know, you're taking it to the max there. Maybe, you know, man, or unless I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, and we saw Fran Mill last season uh, pick up his first career. Uh, stolen base. We saw him pick up his first, uh, his first two uh, triples of his career. So, you know, the, it, it's not like he's completely like a, like, like Tito likes to call him a clogger on the base, on the base paths. He's not a clogger on the base paths by any means. Uh, but still you're looking at the guy that's, you know, six, five, two sixty, and you're not picking him as your, as your leadoff hitter for sure. Yeah, and and Tito likes when he runs. I mean, he likes the effort he puts in his in you know in the effort he puts on the bases, the effort he puts out on the bases. 
he says that really gets the dugout fired up. The other guys in the in the dugouts when they see Fran Mill, you know, running at, at full go. All right. Well, we get we get fired up when we see Fran Mill running at full go in towards the uh, the the Zoom conference room because we know it's always going to be uh, an interesting quote and a fun time with a lot of smiles. Uh, again, that's uh, our look at Fran Mill Reyes here, wrapping up the 2021 season, heading forward to 2022. Uh, looking forward to see him when when camp gets back underway uh, in uh, spring training. Wednesday, we'll be back uh, again tomorrow with a look at Miles Straw, another outfielder who, who could be a, a building block for this club uh, moving forward here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>